Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Real Football Fans of New Jersey. I am Caitlin. This is Katie, and we are here for episode 152. Holy moly, we're moving. We're moving. Episode after episode, we cannot wait for this one. It is a good one. So if you do have a glass of wine, if you do have a cup of tea like Katie, if you do have a high noon in a wine glass like me, a beer, whatever you guys want to drink, fill it up because we are ready. I told Caitlin, I was like, I know tea isn't on brand because <laughs> wine is, but it feels on brand tonight because we got a lot of tea to spill. We do. And I will be back on brand in two weeks. I promise. I can't wait for my first sip of wine after Lent. It has oh been my God. so long and I love a good, you know me, I love a good shard, a good stiff shard. <laughs> I'm an old lady and I cannot wait. It's coming two weeks away. So don't worry that that episode will be a wild one. I'll be... Yeah. Wild crazy on a Wednesday night with the wine, but <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into it. We asked you guys for questions, and as always, we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter right now. So if you have questions right. during the show, go ahead and ask them. But we did get a couple in before the show, so thank you. So we will go ahead and answer them now. So the first question is What is the greatest? need for the Giants in the upcoming draft? So this was actually, we got two very similar questions. Yeah. So that was the one. And the other one was just asking about the Giants in the first round. Who should we go after? Very similar question, though. So the Giants, 2021 draft. What are we needing right now? Yeah, we put it up on our Instagram <laughs> um, story the other day, a poll kind of asking people after the Kenny Galladay signing, um, if people thought, and and the John Ross signing, if people thought we should still go after, you know, one of the top wide receivers. I, did, I didn't vote. I didn't vote. I couldn't. I, I, I did. Couldn't. I did. So I'm going to stick with my uh, stick with my answer. Stick with my vote that I did make. Um, I think that the Giants' defense is really, really good. Yeah, and I think the missing puzzle piece is a legitimate pass rusher, a legitimate defensive end. And I think there's some guys we could take at 11. I've also seen some really like high prospects, uh, offensive linemen at that So I am kind of leaning towards now maybe shying away, maybe getting a wide receiver in the second or third round. I'd really love to target a pass rusher or an offensive lineman. Yeah, and I'm definitely leaning more towards you now. Um, what I... <laughs> But I'd be very sad to pass up someone like Jalen Waddell, you know, even if Devontae Smith falls to 11, of course, you know, I want my Bama boys um, on the team. I'd be more than happy than that. Um, the Giants are making moves in the free agency, though, and we'll get into it in a little more detail later. Um, where I do see a big gap for us, though, is definitely the line. We've had some issues with our offensive line very over the past couple of seasons. And if we truly want Daniel Jones to shine with all of these new weapons we have, you have to put more weapons in front of him to protect him. So I'm actually going to say, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, lineman, an offensive lineman. So, all right. All righty. Uh, interesting question here. So which team in the NFC East has the best skill position players? Yeah, I mean, skill position, definitely you're looking at quarterback, wide receiver, running back. You can even throw tight end in there. And um, I am I still – I have to go with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going with them as well. Yeah. I mean, they definitely – I think everybody can agree they, they are the most sound and steady at the quarterback position with Dak Prescott. Um, they have Ezekiel Elliott, who is mm -hmm. – Saquon and him are on par with one another, but – they're at the they're at the top in the league, right? And then you've got Amari Cooper, yep, great WR one. Um, I I have to give this to Dallas. Yeah, I'm going to too for like the same reasons. And it's important to note that though, like they're a very similar team in my opinion to like the Atlanta Falcons, where they have yeah. those weapons and they have bet like really good skill players. Do right. they advance on the skill players though at all times? No. And it's very frustrating to watch because you do look at that combo, like Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, like where's, you know, and even like they have a decent line for Dak yeah. Prescott. Obviously, let's put aside the injury last year, but like, where's the problem? You look at the same thing in Atlanta. Like you have so many threats, even wide receiver threats. You've got three of them in Atlanta. Where's the, <laughs> where well, is everything? You can't, 
like I know Giants fans like to poke fun at Dallas fans, but you can't blame them for constantly having such high hopes for a team that's consistently had a really star-studded roster. Right. And so they just, for whatever reason, haven't been able to put it together. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see that makes a team, team, though. You can have all of the best names in the world. It's like basketball. I don't even watch the NBA, but I know that teams like to stack the best-name players. And guess what? Sometimes they're not that good. And remember that's kind of – yeah. whatever year it was when the Philadelphia Eagles signed everybody in free agency and yes. they were the dream team. Yes. And they ended up sucking that season. They so were not. Like, it doesn't, you know, doesn't I in the ball games. Distinctly remember that year because I think it was a, you know, a free agency where I was low key shitting my pants and I was like, oh shit. And we're screwed. We're screwed. But it ended up working out, you know, not, but yeah. So you got to, you really look at everything like that. But again, you know, really looking down to it skill wise, position wise, definitely the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. All right, another specific team here. What do the 49ers need to do this offseason in order to make it back to the Super Bowl? Wonder who could have asked this question. I wonder who. Uh, Okay, so, you know, sometimes you don't necessarily know about random other teams that you're not specifically a fan of. I hear a lot of grumblings and and upset moans from my uh, from my husband. He is a 49ers fan. Definitely, he's been disappointed that they haven't really done anything in free agency so far. Yeah. Um. I think the key for them is yes. I do think they are going to need to move on from the quarterback position. Um. I think what stopped them maybe necessarily from winning that Super Bowl they were in just two seasons ago was that was such a great team. The only position that was just average and okay was the quarterback position. Yeah. Um, I also feel like they could really use help at the cornerback position. I could easily see them. They're, they're one pick after the Giants at number 12. Mm-hmm. I could easily see them taking a player like Sertan, uh, cornerback, and I, I think they could use help there. I think that could help them a lot because they still have a talented team. It's also going to take those guys who were injured last year to try and get back full strength. You know how it is to come back from an injury. Like you might not be the same player. So hopefully those guys coming back from injury are going to look how they did on that Super Bowl run. Yeah. So I don't know if they necessarily move on from quarterback, but they need to test the waters. They need to do their research. They need to understand what's available. Can they potentially move up in the draft? What is their real estate? What can they offer to actually move below the 12th pick? So um, understanding that. So I think that's one of my main things is that they need to understand where they sit as an organization right now, what they can offer other teams and what, you know, maybe other teams might be attracted to from them and where they can actually position themselves free agency is still going on. So where can they position themselves in free agency still? And then the upcoming draft to be a dangerous organization. So they definitely need to take a lot of that into, um, you know, just into mind, but I think it's a great point because bringing up the draft, because I really could see them moving up and getting a quarterback. I could see that as well. They are one of the teams that I have identified that can potentially move up. Um, And again, but it's on them as an organization to understand that if they do make it, it's a huge sacrifice to move into that top 10. And especially in this year, because you have a bunch of quarterbacks, but you have also three wide receivers and a, and a very talented tight end. And it's, it's a very busy 10 top 10 pick. So they're going to have to give up a lot. So they're going to have to understand what they can give up. So, and still technically be dangerous in the rest of the draft. Um, I do think too, they just need to be realistic with themselves. They won't go back to a Super Bowl this season. I do not think. And I think that if they are focused on being healthy, working Mm -hmm. on the areas that they need, they'll be very successful. I just don't see Super Bowl this year. So again, kind of keeping that yeah, sorry. What? Division two. So, yeah. you know, well, <laughs> like one goal at a time, like win that yeah. division. It's a very tough, tough division. If you can win that division, you're going to feel good about yourselves moving forward as right. a division. Yeah. So, definitely those factors there. All right. And then finally, a housewives question. We are getting into this later. So, in a little more detail, but do you think? 
Bethany, she recently announced that she was engaged, but then also the Real Housewives of New Jersey, uh, New York trailer dropped. Do you think she timed it perfectly with that, <laughs> with the New York trailer dropping? She, she's not um, on the show anymore. I think Miss, I think Miss Bethany timed it up perfectly with the other news that broke that, that we will day, talk about that we yeah. will talk about later. I don't think it was meant to be with the trailer. I think it was meant to possibly be with the other news that broke. A lot, three, three things though in the realm though that kind of dropped within a couple of hours. So I don't, I don't know. It's a little, um, a little suspect. So I'm not going to say yes. I'm not going to say no. I'm just going to say that I'm a little suspicious. Okay. All right. But <laughs> those are our questions uh, that we did receive before the show. Obviously, again, as always, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, peeps watching right now. Please feel free to go ahead and answer, uh, ask us some questions. We will answer. Absolutely. Um, so let's get into the big stories of the week in the world of football. Obviously, we're going to continue to talk to you guys about free agency. It was still very active this past week, and we have a lot of names to go over. And again, just like we did last week, Caitlin, do you have any thoughts on certain guys, moves you like, moves you didn't like? By all means, chime in. Yeah. Um, let's start with guys who have found themselves on new teams. The Minnesota Vikings have signed cornerback. Patrick Peterson. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a big name. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders have signed running back Kenyon Drake. Does that yeah. make the Raiders the best running back duo? They have Josh Jacobs. I know. Jacobs is legit. Like he's literally he's, he's is the face top, of their franchise. He's going to be a top, top fantasy player this upcoming season. He was a top one last year. I had him on two of my teams and it was literally a no brainer. Like every single week, like I was getting max points because of Josh Jacobs. Yeah. And you're right there. I mean, it's, it's a great running back duo to have. It's even on some, on a, some days, would you, who would be one or who would be two? Because it's it, 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 obviously you're going to go with Josh Jacobs as you're running back one, but there, there are days where Kenyon Drake would probably have a better game. And it's, you know, depending on who you're playing, depending on, you know, the environment, things like that. But yeah, I, it's, it, it's very it's dangerous. A, it's a phenomenal, dangerous duo. Yeah. Um, Here's a very interesting one. This was our only, oh uh, no, not our only quarterback. We had two quarterback news this past week. This was, this was interesting. The Buffalo Bills signed quarterback Mitchell Trubisky. I thought this was so random and just so what the fuck pretty much. Um, why? Um, it would have been better if, if even if he was used as just like, a decoy the way um, Tyrod Taylor has been used. Like, you know, we're going to take a rookie for a team that let's say if it was, right. let's say it would be Jacksonville, right? Right. Okay, you know, we're taking Trevor Lawrence, but Mitchell Trubisky, you've been a starter in this league. Like you can really help him out. You can add some competition for him um, and experience in training camp. It just didn't make sense for him to go with another young guy who's clearly right. the franchise quarterback in Josh Allen, it would have been better to see him land on a team that actually could have used him to push and prepare right. a rookie. I don't know. I heard, I don't know where I heard this. And like, I don't think I'm making it up, but I definitely heard it, whether it was on Twitter or like on Get Up in the Morning or something, where like Buffalo was saying something along the lines of like, we're happy to have such a skilled person in at backup and hopefully we can nurture him to get him back into a starting position in the future. But that's not your responsibility as an organization. Right. You it's bring in, it's weird, right? Like I, I just didn't. Listen, it is great to have, God forbid something happens to Josh Allen. You will have one of the best backups in the league. This guy was, you know, he's been a starting NFL quarterback. He can right. win football games. Um, so it's a great situation there for them. I think it's a shitty situation for Mitchell Trubisky. The Bills are so fast and dynamic, though. I don't know if Mitch Trubisky can hold, like, go up against. Like, can he can lead that if something were to happen to Josh Allen? Like, their hope is that they'll never have to find out. You know, hopefully Josh no, Allen I mean, will stay healthy and nothing will ever happen. Very, but. I honestly, I wouldn't have bet money on that in the beginning of the season. Listen, very random. Great win for the Bills. Loss for Mitchell Trubisky, in my opinion. Yeah. 
Um, Miami, they signed wide receiver Will Fuller. He was definitely like a yep. top five wide receiver. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were looking at him. Um, you got to give two of the weapons there. So Miami, Miami has been that team, I've said it before on the show, that are really seem, at least in all the mock drafts I've read, targeting Jamar Chase at the third pick. Um, yep. Need wide receiver help. So listen, you get a guy like Jamar Chase and Will Fuller. Yeah. Home run hit at that position. At that position. So absolutely, the Houston Texans still staying pretty busy. Um, they signed running back Philip Lindsay. I feel as he's always been a little bit underrated and underappreciated. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's our big one, and you know I'm going in order of how they happen, but this is the big one, baby. The New York Giants finally did it. They finally signed wide receiver Kenny Galladay. We were waiting. We were waiting. We did it. We did it, baby. We did it. We are very happy. Very excited. Whoo! It took um, a lot of tweets from Giants Twitter, but we did it. We did Pat it. yourself on the back, Giants Twitter fans. It was all you, baby. It was, it was all me. me. It was all me. I literally tweeted that out. I was like, you cannot convince me otherwise that we did this. <laughs> like, we did it. Super fun fact. Um, when Googling Kenny Galladay, um, he and I actually are birthday buddies. I did not know that. It's just a um, sign. It's a sign. And he's a KG. I'm a KG. Both born on November 3rd. I love it. We're, we're besties already. And we're so, happy. we're so happy to have him. Perfect fit. Um, it was a great day. Great day. Absolutely. The Denver Broncos are signing cornerback Kyle Fuller. The Los Angeles Rams signing wide receiver Deshaun Jackson. I feel like he just needs to retire. Yeah, he's um, like, how old are you? Like, stop bouncing around. Yeah. The New York Giants getting in the mix once again. This is another big one, signing cornerback Adoree Jackson. Like, another uh, one that just started stirring and Giants Twitter took off. Another rumor that just started. Right. And so, everybody. Logan Ryan flew in from Florida and took him to dinner. They yeah. ran into each other. Yeah, okay. You didn't run into each other. I Get out of here. I have to tell you because obviously, Daniel, I know Daniel Jones personally reached out to Kenny Galladay. Had a conversation with him with which kenny seemed to like appreciate and really yeah. like so i have to say i feel as though the coaches and the players have kind of done a good job of taking a team like the new york giants who haven't been successful in a while and still draw these big names come want to play for this organization i feel as though it speaks volumes about joe judge um, because he had dinner with Kenny Galladay. Yep. I think it speaks volumes about the leaders on our team, like Daniel Jones, like Logan Bryan, that they're able to help guys buy into what the New York mm. Giants are trying to do. Well, look what you're buying. You're not buying into a record right now. You are buying into a franchise. You are buying into a culture. You are buying into a New York team. That is what you're buying into. As shitty as the Jets are, we've heard so many rumors swirling over the past couple of months of big names going to them. You see someone like Le'Veon Bell going to them because it's a New York, it's that New York state of mind if you right. want to be cliche about it that's what you're selling into but the Giants have just, just done a phenomenal job over the last like 365 days the last how many days it's been since we've hired Joe Judge to really yeah. start proving ourselves to be a respected team look how bomb our defense was this year awful yeah. record didn't really show that but in big games where it really mattered, like look what we did to Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, stomped it out, built that confidence a little bit more. And now you do have guys like Logan Ryan, Leonard Williams, you have Saquon Barkley. Like these are the big guys on our team that are going out and making a difference. Uh, Jabril Peppers, like, and they're wanting more people and they're advocating for the team. And, you know, Kenny Galladay did come out and like, you know, he did mention that, you know, Daniel Jones did call him. One of his quotes is that he wanted to grow with Daniel Jones. Yeah. And that's huge. It's not me, me, me. It's respectable. Because it is. Because guys just want to go off and go play with no. the characters of the world and just be like, give me all the stats. Like, I got to play with a quarterback that's going to no. throw 50 touchdowns, and I want all of them. Yeah. And why, I mean, like, if you think about it too, like, why do you think like that first year him and Darius Slayton, like 
connected so well because they were both young together and they could see that potential growth. Kenny Galladay is a younger wide receiver. Right. And I think Katie and I had to like step back and remind ourselves that because he does prove himself. It seems like he's been around for a very long time. He's only what, 27, I think, or 20. Yeah, he's he's he, played four, four seasons in the league. So, so far. younger. So to, to hear that again, that he wants to grow with Daniel Jones, but then again, he also spent like 48 hours in the Giants facility. It says a lot. And the same thing, you know, like with Adoree too, like it just, it, it really does say a lot. And I, I think we can go out and be on Twitter and be so happy go lucky as Giants fans for these big names, but the underlying story is what I'm more excited about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, totally agree. We have a, we have another quarterback on this list and, and we won't say much, Caitlin. I know you're going to bring this one up later. The Philadelphia Eagles signing quarterback Joe Flacco. Um, Joe's kind of fallen into a bit of a backup role in his later half of his Another career. random one, I think. Maybe I just wasn't – maybe my mind wasn't thinking was Mr. Risky and Joe Flacco were going to be picked up by another team. Maybe I, my head just wasn't there. So, mm-hmm. um, And then as far as teams that have re-signed uh, and given extensions to some of their guys – Denver Broncos extended safety Justin Simmons. Yep. Uh, Pittsburgh re-signed wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster. I was so adamant that he was going to land on another team. I thought he was going to the Jets, so I was surprised yeah. he found his way back to the Steelers. Um, Seattle is re-signing running back Chris Carson. And then I was the- surprised about that one. No, I just it didn't surprise me. <clears throat> eh, I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, I don't know. Chris Carson to me is just like the... I don't know. I can't explain him as a running back. I think he's he's underrated a little bit. I I like Chris Carson. Yeah. Um, And then this is what, this was our latest one to break. Um, Indy is re-signing wide receiver T.Y. Hillen. Much needed for them. I knew he was obviously a question mark for sure. Much needed for them, especially with Carson Wentz coming into the picture. You need a solid wide receiver like that in the mix for sure. And Let's see. Uh, Carson Wentz does well when he can launch balls and no one freaks him out and is like, don't do that. Don't do that. If he can launch it down to T.Y. Hillen, I think they'll actually make some decent, decent connections. So agreed. Agreed. All righty. Well, there is a lot going on in free agency and free agency is still upon us. So as always, Katie has her phone on her right now, if anything does happen, but as always follow us on Instagram at the real football fans of NJ, follow us on Twitter at RFF NJ underscore and Facebook at RFF NJ because we're posting what is going on peeps. There's a lot going on and you want to be the first in the know. So follow us on social media. Stay glued. We aren't Adam Schefter, but we're retweeting him. So, (laughs) (laughs) But we are retweeting him. So just keep your phones on and we will continue to update you on everything. So let's get into our other big story of the week for football. And this is a story that is just unfolding day after day. And it's getting more detailed and more gross and gruesome and wild and crazy. And I don't even know what to believe anymore. So Deshaun Watson is currently facing 16, count that, one, six lawsuits. So out of the state of Texas, there are 16 lawsuits against the Houston quarterback accusing him of sexual assault and harassment. So 16 different women are um, being represented by the same lawyer, And there are claims that include Deshaun Watson exposing himself, touching them, touching them with his genitals or kissing them against their will while he was getting massages. So that was what had come out first, like him going out to um, massage parlors and doing all this stuff. So, okay, so 16 different women and all this craziness. So um, the lawyer of all of these women um, has refused to provide the names of the plaintiffs. So where we are right now with that, though, is that Deshaun Watson's lawyer wants, you know, has requested to further investigate these allegations. So, um, yeah, so with not knowing the names, obviously a little difficult there. He doesn't defend himself or. Right. Yeah, basically. 
So, but they have been unable to identify one of them. And the latest, and I think I heard this this morning, is that it's they have strong evidence that the one person that you know the one plaintiff is is lying pretty much and right. has made up um you know in, and tried to you know extort um john watson so that's that um so the nfl is also involved in this investigation they actually came into this investigation very early on which i think is I don't want to say impressive because this is like a bad situation but we've seen in the past where the nfl kind of just like turns like a shoulder and they're just like, whatever, like they stepped in right away. So right. they have been investigating um, against everything. So teams are still interested in him though, you know, despite right. everything that's going on, you have the Eagles, you have the Panthers, the Jets, the Dolphins, San Francisco and Denver. So listen, this is an absolute dumpster fire from everything that I've read that I've heard. It's all right. So you have 16 women, one is only identified which is weird with the one that's identified, you have strong evidence that it's not true. Right. So then that makes 15 other women technically almost look like liars. If you're proving one's wrong, it really doesn't hold up a strong case. Mm -hmm. If these 15 women or including the 16th one are all telling the truth, then that's shitty because it, it just, it's all sucks. And it, it, you don't ever want to take sexual assault and harassment lightly and, you know, us as women, like we don't, you know, especially, you know, their place of work, if they are working as massage therapists, someone comes in, like they are working, like you should not be in listen, that situation. Listen, 15 of them could be lying. If one of them's true, that's all that it takes. I no, mean, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I just, it's the, the timing of things is just, it's so off and so weird. And for all of this to come out at once, it's just shocking. Um, but a lot of this stuff is a, um, a ripple effect. It's right. one person comes out, other people get confident if they've been hiding or they've been, you know, self-conscious of things, but you're right. If, if 15 are wrong and one is right, then you absolutely, that's it. It's done right. over Deshaun yeah. Watson. You are canceled. You're over. This is disgusting. Yeah. Like you can't do shit like this. I just, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's wild. There's obviously there's texts out there. We've seen statements from these individuals. A lot of the statements seem very similar. That could be a play on the lawyer though. The attorney telling them to just listen, give us the bare bone. They could all have very similar stories. Right. Um, a lot of the, the more details are coming out though now and they're very, very detailed, very graphic, right. kind of gross. I don't, again, yeah. but so I just, um, for me, it's, there's got to be closure. There's got to got to figure it out. If he does, if there is a if there's a trial, if things move forward, he should not be considered by other NFL teams at this time. He whatever. It just needs to be on hold and he needs to go and handle this and figure it out. And that's that's it. So if I were an NFL team, I you you got to think of the bigger picture right now. And I just wouldn't be interested in pursuing him. Yeah. At this time, it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. Um, as of right now, I, I'm not necessarily surprised that teams are still interested. I'm still going to absolutely stick to my guns that I've said on the show that I believe that he's staying in Houston before the story came out and after. Um, and we're just going to see how this plays out. We're going to have to keep updating you because this is obviously a very, very big story. Um, and it just keeps getting bigger. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into our big stories of the week in the world of housewives. And boy, are they big. We could not wait for tonight's episode because I can't remember the last time we had like such crazy stories all break, like in the same time frame of when we were going to do a show. So we got some big stuff for everybody. Um, we are going to start with Tinsley and Scott ending their engagement. When Caitlin sent this to me, she saw it first. And when she sent the story to me, I was shocked. I don't know about you. I, I really never saw this coming. No, uh, no. Just with everything that in the going into the engagement, their entire relationship and just the effort, the energy, the drama. And it's like, 
damn it. Like you really couldn't just yeah. figure your shit out. I've also like seen her on watch what happens live recently. And by recently, I want to say like a couple months ago. Um, and I, I do remember Andy asking her because of COVID like, Oh, how are you doing with wedding planning? Right. I'm going to have a wedding this year. And she was like, you know, with COVID, we are going to wait. We are going to put up like, put on a pause, but we do think we want to do something small regardless. Like it sounded like the wheels were at least turning. Yeah. There was a plan to have a wedding. Mm-hmm. This wasn't just like, you know, a couple that stays engaged, never really has the plan to right. forth. Um, it really felt like the wheels were turning as far as getting ready for a wedding. And it had me shocked, completely and utterly shocked. So this past week, Scott confirmed the news to People Magazine that he and Tinsley had split. And this is interesting as well, considering I just said she was on Watch What Happens Live a couple months ago. He claims that they ended their engagement several months ago. I have seen other headlines from Tinsley's friends saying that that's a lie. It like just happened. That's what I heard. Um, Scott said that they had been living separately. This was the quote he gave to People Magazine. He said, after 14 months of engagement, Tinsley and I have ended our relationship and we have been living independently for the last few months. This was an incredibly difficult decision, but is one that I believe is best for the both of us. PR, 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 BS. Yeah. We'll always care about Tinsley and I sincerely wish her happiness and success and all that she does in the future. While I understand this news may be will be of interest to many, I ask for privacy and understanding during this time as I continue to work on recovering emotionally from the end of our relationship. Why do I need to recover? My poor little tins tins. You want privacy because you're a piece of shit. Like, honestly, like. (laughs) No, I'm coming after you. Yeah, you, exactly. You literally want that. I think of Legally Blonde when she's in the bed after she breaks up with, like, whatever his name is. And she's watching, like, the soap opera. And it's like, but I love you. And she's like, liar. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I literally feel this way. Like, this guy is a liar. So a source close to the couple said that my poor little Tins Tins was blindsided by the breakup. She probably and was. Not, and that it was not mutual. You know the episode where Scott came to New York and surprised her and she, and she fell, fell on the floor? Yeah. I pictured the same exact Tinsley, but the negative version of that. Well, I think that came, I read that. Happy crying because she's dead. I read that, that she like collapsed on the floor and like, I, cause I don't see her. This is why, because I don't see her reacting in a way where it's like, let's have a positive sit down, like, and do this. Like she is dramatic like that. So he probably was like, well, fuck, like I have to just end it like this. Well, she was so committed, (laughs) committed to this and so committed to Scott and it also pains Caitlin and I. We talked about it, how Tinsley's dream is to be a mother and to have a family. She is in her 40s. Um, she did freeze her eggs. Like, she was planning on having children with Scott. And it Have it by yourself, girl. It, yeah. for Honestly, she should. Because at this point, now, now the world, and what I yeah. said to Caitlin is, now I'm angry that this man wasted precious Literally. years that she needed and a window that she needed to to have children um and maybe have really- own kids tinsley never thought he would call off the engagement especially after like i said she did give up everything for him um there was an ultimatum scott did not love her being on the real housewives of new york he basically wanted her like we're gonna go do this i don't want you on this show she gave up the show she gave up living in new york she moved to chicago Tinsley had no idea that any of this was going to end considering that like she was all in. And I guess she probably assumed Scott was all in too. So she has not made an official statement yet, but after news broke, our girl Leah took Instagram for the people and posted something. It was like a sex in the city thing, but the caption was better. The caption was basically talking about, men being trash like why are men trash um to which tinsley quickly commented and did say love you beyond you're a dear true friend um and then i did see very because she took it down but i quickly saw it and i sent it to caitlin tinsley did have a thing posted it was like a meme 
and she had on our Instagram story and it was basically like somebody had put, oh, uh, Roni fans when they see Scott and like going after him or whatever. And yeah. we posted it to her Instagram story. As she like, should. I was like, you can go, baby. You can yes. go, Tins. So God. listen, we're, we're heartbroken for her. Come back to New York, girl. Yeah. Come back to us. Come back to New York. Come back to Roni. You yeah. know, I think this would actually be kind of good timing. I'm not going to say that Dorinda would never come back because I hope she would. Yeah. But that Dorinda Tinsley beef was oh. annoying, unnecessary, and it could just be a good time for her to sneak yeah. back into the group. So that's that's what I'd like to see for, for my little Tinsdale. Tinsdale. Oh, you, you know, it's it's good. Get Martin back in the picture. Do yeah, some time thing. Yeah. Get boxing and therapy with Martin. Yeah, like I can't wait for the city to open up more because I'm going to go to Martin. Like I think we oh, all yeah. need Martin sessions. So, all righty. So some more um, uh, relationship news in the world of yeah. housewives, but this one's a little more happy, a lot more happy. Yeah. So thank God, Bethany Frankel, her divorce is finalize can't even believe it took this long jason is out of the picture talk about men ain't shit yes scott you ain't shit jason you ain't shit yes. finally these ladies are away from these shitty ass men <laughs> so she's also engaged though so let's get into that so yes. we did find out yesterday that bethany and her ex jason have finally finalized their divorce after eight freaking years holy crap wow. oh tugging at our heartstrings for so long. So a judge did sign off on the divorce judgment on January 20th. Um, there have been many, many hearings and the, obviously the divorce had dragged on, um, which Bethany did reveal to us on Watch What Happens Live, that they were technically still married. So um, we also did find out that she is engaged to Paul, um, who is her on and off again boyfriend. Um, they did start dating in 2018 and they did split brief uh, briefly, but we saw them back together thank goodness we were very sad and we found yeah, split. yeah but then we they got back together so um yeah so again over the last couple of months um they have been spotted together we saw a picture of them wearing masks so clearly it was not a dated picture it was a, a picture from covid um and then yeah and also too like with bethany's daughter um so that's always big you know she was never keen on showing her daughter or introducing her daughter to people so that was big obviously right um with paul um, and this past week, photos popped up of her wearing an engagement ring that's only estimated for a million doll hairs. This thing is, so if you look at my finger, my ring finger, this ring, the diamond goes from my knuckle here to my knuckle here. That's how big it is. Like, that is yeah. how big it is. Like, it's I'm sorry. serious rock. Like, she could hurt someone with that. Like, I would probably wear that out walking the streets if i was scared that someone was fought i would just shank him in the face real I'm quick worried, I'm that that ring finger is gonna like get arthritis or something like how she gonna well, hold she's that all, she's already so skinny it's like i wonder how she's like lifting that up like how do you like, i don't know i don't know her finger's getting a good workout though let me tell you but this, i don't know this is interesting because now it, it goes back to the question that we were asked was it timed with the roni trailer no i do not think so do I think it was sort of kind of timed? The fact that the same exact day we learned of her divorce and her engagement. And I also feel as though, okay, what we didn't realize until the story broke is that the judge signed off on this divorce January 20th. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, her and Paul have really only like been back together for the last like two, three months, right. which takes us to January. Right. I, I have to think this played a factor. I had to think yeah. that maybe there was a conversation between these two when they did split of like him wanting to move forward with Bethany in that regard and being like, but you're still married to this man. Okay, yeah, I, 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 I get what he's saying and they are, they're older too. So it's like, you know, I don't know if he's been married before, but like, if that's like, it's just like, you kind of, it felt like he was just waiting for that divorce to be like the second you were divorced, like, uh, cool, great. I'm going to yeah. go into that ring. Like, I want to be with you. 
That would be, a, I think that would be a deal break, not a deal breaker for me, but I would, it would be something we'd have to work. Like it would have would to, very end. Difficult. Yeah, yeah, very, very difficult. So, but listen, all good news in the world of Bethany. We are so happy for her and, and happy that they came back to, uh, found their way back. They oh, did 100%. amicably. They did uh, leave as friends and, and on good terms. And you kind of like felt and sensed that it really wasn't the end of them. Yeah. Um, and so really, really happy for her. She deserves happiness oh. after eight long years of oh. divorce court hell. Yeah. So moral of both stories, those men ain't shit. Find yourself a man who is shit because that's what you need in life. This is the theme of tonight's show. Men ain't shit. But that's actually funny because it leads into our game of some men that we do love. And are the shit. We do love these men that we're about to talk about. Right. So, oh my God. I can't believe we haven't like done this before because everybody and, and I have found now looking all over social media that it's not just Caitlin and I that love the Real Housewives of New Jersey hubbies. It's I think we started it though. People are very like it's on brand now and like viral now to love <laughs> the New Jersey it. men. I'm convinced that we started it. Like I'm going to pull up receipts of like when we first started like filming this show. <laughs> like no one was talking about it like three years. Like no we one we were. We've been saying for the last couple of seasons that we felt their value on the show yeah. was far greater than any yeah. other uh, franchise and that they really added such a huge element and we love them. So like we said it first. So just like whatever. <laughs> so tonight's game is dedicated to them. It is called the R H O N J husbands for MVP. Cause all, mostly all of them. Mostly. Yes. There might be an asterisk here. <laughs> um, but with everyone's love for these husbands, we are going to answer the following questions and which hubby we would pick for each scenario. We do have a couple of non-hubbies, but they are very prevalent on the show. Right. So we are choosing between Joe Gorga, Frank Catania, who's not a hubby, but let's face it, is like the star yes. of the show. Um, yes. Dr. Bill Aiden, we have Evan, we have Joe B, who is Marge's Ooh. hubby. Dr. Bill Aiden, when you say it like that. <laughs> and then we have um, David, who is obviously boyfriend, asterisk, not a fan favorite, but we did add in Dolores's boyfriend. I'm surprised he was added in. I would want to workshop that the next time we play a game. Like yes, well, let's throw as many players we can into the All right. mix. So. All right. All right. All right. 10 questions here. I love these guys. Can't wait to hear your answers. I really did do some thinking behind, behind. Yeah. Um, question number one, let's kick it off with a bang. Who do you think would be the best date to bring to a wedding? I'm going to go with Joe Gorga on this one. We've seen yeah. him dance. We've seen him get his drink on and you need a guy that can do both and do both for a couple hours on end. So I definitely <laughs> think that. He, yeah. I went with Joe Gorga when it I love weddings, honestly. And or to like make you feel good. Like you want like a good company, like things yes. like that. He's just like, like that. Like I love to dance at weddings. I love to drink yeah. at weddings. I love to eat. I love to literally soak it all up. And I yeah. feel like Joe Gorga would be the exact same way. I agree. All right. Question number two, who would you pick to be stranded on a deserted island with? I mean, I think for this one, I'm looking at a couple of factors. I'm looking at, you know. Strategic. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at survival. I'm also looking at I need to be entertained. So I'm going to go with Frank Catania on this one. He's obviously a tough guy. Um, he, you know, he's into, like, he works on a bunch of houses, clearly. So he can maybe build a raft for us. But I also think, too, like, he's funny and could keep a conversation. Like, maybe if we had to be intimate, we could. Like, it's just like, <laughs> We love you, Frank. We love you, Frank. Tandy. So, yeah, so I'm just kind of looking at all aspects on it. So, but I think the main one is survival, and I think he yeah. could help there. I mean, I, you know what? You've got three three guys right off the bat who are great because you've got Joe, and I went a similar route to you. I'm thinking of survival, and I'm thinking of the builders. Joe Gorga can build houses. Yep. Joe B is a contractor. Uh, Frank has helped flip houses. So I went the same exact route. I ended up going with Joe B because okay. he's a contractor. And in my mind, like 
I love Joe Gorga. I think he would lose his marbles a little bit on a deserted <laughs> island. Whereas I feel like Joe V is really and truly like the calm spirit of yeah. the yeah. And he's very easy. I just feel like he's very easygoing. And that that's who I would pick. Yeah. Okay, number three. Which hubby do you think would give in the most to the saying, happy wife, happy life? I'm going with Joe B on this one because yeah. he just, I think you're like what you just said. He's the most laid back one. It's like whatever my wife says goes like, let's just do it that way. So you no, know, it's taken him like five years to renovate that house. That wouldn't make me a happy wife. <laughs> but I don't know. We've said he is with Marge. So, and I yeah, feel like she's yeah. a little uptight sometimes. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I'm actually, I'm going with Bill. Because I feel yeah. as though we've seen their house, we've seen their cars, we've seen the clothes. I feel as though Bill really does, like, he makes a lot of money and he's okay with, like, okay, honey, like, do what you want, spend what you want. <laughs> like, I just want you to be happy. Like, right. I feel like he would give in to that one the most. Yeah. Okay, number four, who would you want to team up with in an athletic competition? So I really couldn't pick between guys. Yeah, I couldn't pick between the two here. So I am going with Frank Catania and Joe Gorga. I couldn't pick between the two of them because... Here's what I want to say about Frank Catania. Sometimes I sometimes I feel as though those like muscle heads, those like bodybuilders... Yeah. Have never necessarily been athlete athletes in the way right. of like sports that we're thinking. Yeah. I feel like I know Joe Gorga's like a big sports guy, but I actually didn't go with either one of those guys. I went with Evan. Yeah. Um, Evan seems like he's an athletic guy. I feel like every scene we've ever seen of these children, they're always outside playing right. on soccer. And I feel like they get that from Evan. So I went with him. Okay. Question number five, who would you want to team up with in a beer Olympics? This is a crucial pick. I know. So for this one, I actually went with Evan because I think he is definitely like on the younger side when it comes to the guys. He seems more of like kind of that frat bro to me, like kind of that just like nose yeah. drinking games could hold himself and just you know, on the younger. So like that's why I went with Evan on this one. Like I think he I would love be your, I love your answer because uh Caitlin, I'm, I'm co-workers with Caitlin's brother, who was also a Housewives fan, and I was giving him these questions, <laughs> and he brought up a great point. He said, a lot of them, he's like, I think a lot of them didn't go to college, but Evan did. I think he went to yeah. Michigan. Okay. Like, Christopher, he was like, I guarantee this dude knows how to play some, like, college drinking game. So, yeah. Really, really good point, and funny that you said the exact same thing. I went with Joe Gorga. Um, because he is like going off of the last question, like right. he, he is athletic, but this is beer Olympics. You have to have some athleticism, you know, like I coordination. Hand he can eye hold eye. his liquor, I think. But well, he can too. also hold his booze. So yeah. it's like a good compliment right. for him. Um, okay. Number six. I struggled with this. Because I did too. I think all the men could step their game up in this Yeah. Tomorrow. But who could you picture being the ro most romantic of the bunch? So I had a twofer here, too, because yeah. I couldn't really pick. But I went with uh, Bill and Frank on this one. So, wow. yeah, I think, like, Bill like, can definitely get, like, lovey-dovey. Obviously, like, he has the money, so he can do, like, very, very, like, I don't know, spontaneous things. And then Frank, we've seen him with Dolores. Like, he, if he could, he to get her back, he would do anything. And I know that's not technically romantic like oh i cheated on you i'm trying to get you back but but like, the world yes so that's yeah so i can see it yeah i i struggled with this one like i said i think all the men can step it up a little bit so it was more of like who do i who can i picture behind the scenes like right. that you might not see it on the show and i went with evan on this one too mm -hmm. the, the cheater evan oh but, yeah I don't know. We'll never, maybe we'll never know the truth on that one. But. Yeah. All right. Number seven, who would you choose to vacation with? Bill, he has the most money. So we're going to. <laughs> I love that answer. I didn't think of it that way. So we're going to like probably the most exotic. First class, like villa suite, hut on the water. Love it. I didn't even think of it. In that He'd way. be good company too. So I'm not just being a gold digger here. And like, they, like he, we've seen him get drunk and be hilarious. And I just, I love it. Yeah. So 
I mean, I went with Frank Catania. Like, yeah. I would, I think he would be a blast. Like, he knows yeah. he can have fun. Um, and he, he just seems like always an enjoyable guy to be around. Um, number eight, who persona personality-wise do you think you'd get along best with? I think as we've learned more about some of these guys and their relationships this season, I feel like I do have to say Bill, probably because of what we learned with him and Jennifer of how they're just like, you know, like, okay, great. Like you're going out, go like whatever. And like, what not? Like, I like how him and Jennifer have a good dynamic with his working or how he's working. Yeah. I think the first season we saw a bit of a struggle, but she called him out on it. Like you're working too much. You're not here for the kids. And they were open and honest with each other. And, you know, he calls her when he knows he's going to be busy and he's like, Hey, let's talk now. Like, I just think that's like what I need in life. Like I couldn't be with someone like Joe Gorga who had like, that mentality. I just couldn't do that. Like that's just not where the other one goes out. No, yeah. Not. And like, I could definitely see someone like Evan too, but I think just what we've learned from this season, Bill just yeah. really stands out to me. Yeah. I like it. Um, personality wise, I think I could get along with, with most of these guys, yeah. which is why we love them all. But I, again, I'm going to a back-to-back -back one on the Frank Catania answer. Yeah. I definitely think he would be a super easy guy to get along mm -hmm. with. Um, number nine, who do you want to sing karaoke with? I mean, very similar to weddings and games and things. I got to go with Joe Gorga on this one. Like, he probably knows a lot of songs. He probably knows a lot of good songs that we would go do karaoke with. So I just think, you know, overall, like party-wise, like he's he's a, a good pick. I went with a specific answer. Okay. I want to sing karaoke with a drunk Bill Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> Take I would... talk, baby. Get into it. We're singing karaoke. Let's go. I agree. That's a good one. <laughs> drunk Bill Aiden. All right, and the last question to really kind of sum it all up and group it all together, who do you think would make the best husband? I am going with all of these men except oh! for except for David. <laughs> David was none of our answers. No, he was not. But I these men, I think they're all truly unique in their ways. Yeah. I think they all truly are great husbands or have the potential to be a great husband and that is that is that. Well, then the people um, will appreciate that I didn't, you know, just give a political answer. And I, I chose for us. I went with I went with Joe B. I really okay. think he is a solid guy. I think, like I talked about him before, I like that he has a very easygoing nature. Um, and, yeah, Marge is I just don't know. Joe B, like I haven't, I think all the men I've felt like this, like little, like, like sexual attraction this to <laughs> Joe B, I haven't gotten there yet. And I think the last episode, oh, is it, doesn't have to do with, it doesn't have to do with me being attracted to him. I just oh, feel well, like, I think your husband, you need to be attracted to him. <laughs> no, I'm saying it like who for these women, who do I think is the best husband of the group? Not for me. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, okay. not for me. Not for me. Who do I think? Do I look at this group of men and be like, you're probably the best has husband out of all of them? And I think it's, I think Marge is a lot to handle. I think she's a lot to deal she's with. And I feel as though Joe is like, what about in, when they were leaving for Lake George and it was raining and Joe walked them all to the car individually with the umbrella over? I know. Like, like let's take that moment to like, some who does off, that? Okay. Like, and the poor, sweet little innocent Joby didn't know how to make iced coffee. Like, bless his soul. Like, he's so cute. <laughs> he is. He is. He is. Good guy. Good guy. Oh, my goodness. All righty. <laughs> Well, that was definitely a fun, fun game. And yeah. you're right. I'm not, I'm surprised we have not done that uh, beforehand, but uh, definitely always good to talk about the, the New Jersey men because we truly do love them. They're gems. So let's go ahead and get into in the time of the evening and get it yeah. off your chest it is positive, negative football, housewives, wine, life, or high noon or tea, whatever you're <laughs> drinking. Anything that you want to talk about. So why don't you go ahead and get us started? Perfect. I'm pulling mine up on my phone. It oh, is, she's got uh, receipts. I got receipts, baby. It is a tweet that I wanted to read. Adam Schefter, I, I don't know if he broke the story, but definitely brought people's attention to it. Um, this happened yesterday, two days ago. Uh, basically, 
letting everybody know that Alabama running back Najee Harris, who we talked about uh, earlier in the show, right? Did mm-hmm. we talk about him? No. no. We talk, you and I talked about him before the show started. We did. Um, so Najee Harris could easily be a first-round draft pick. Um, if not, definitely in the second round, definitely like the top of the running back list. So Alabama running back Najee Harris's flight from Dallas to Birmingham, Alabama, was canceled last night due to lightning. So with no other travel options available, Harris drove nine hours to make it to Alabama's pro day by 10 a.m. today. He's not even working out today, but wanted to support his teammates. Just can we clap for this man? Can we clap for this man? Honestly, I I can't even begin to say how impressed I am with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And and, and Caitlin and I did talk about this before the show. And as I was saying, he's definitely going to be high up on people's draft boards. Well, if you were interested in him before as a player, I'm even more interested in him now as a person. I think it speaks volumes of his character and the kind of teammate he is. And this is like not watching college football. So I'm not Caitlin. Like I can't speak on, you know, how he is or anything like that. Um, So this opens a window of me learning about him and being like, wow, this is a really great dude. Like a nine hour car drive is not a short little drive, but he needed to be there for his teammates to show them that he has their back. He supports them. That's the kind of guy you're looking for in your locker room. And I know that that's not an on the field characteristic. It's an off the field, but to me, shoot him up the draft board just on that alone. Absolutely. I, I loved this story. And actually I like got a little like choked up. Like, you know, like when these Bama guys like go on to the NFL, like I love watching them. I love seeing, you know, guys like Julio Jones, how far they've come and just watching everything unfold for, you know, guys that I watched when they were 18 years old playing for Nick Saban for the first time. And a guy you know, like Najee Harris just had a phenomenal season after, you know, Jalen Waddle goes down in the beginning of the season, your star player. And while they're not the same position, a lot was put on him as a running back when your star wide receiver goes down. Right. So a lot is put on you. And he did it flawlessly. And he has a tremendous relationship, you know, with Mac Jones. I think that had a lot to do with it. Mac Jones did yesterday. That was his pro day or whatever they call that. Um, so he wanted to be there for him, obviously. Um, it just says so much. And it's it shows that these guys that I want to continue watching in the NFL, no matter where they go. I mean, it, it pains me every day that Jalen Hurts plays for the Eagles, but I, I find joy in watching him. Like, it's not yeah. – you're not playing against the Giants and I'm saying yay for getting a touchdown against the Giants, yeah. but when it's against other teams, I, I, I'm happy for Jalen Hurts. Like, I'm happy for the player. Right. Um, so it just – it. But it shows, too, like kind of where they're coming from, the character, what Nick Saban is is building down in Alabama, who he builds, things like that. And I just love it. And you're right. Like, boost him up on the draft board because of this. It's not – you go after – you go after players, you know, because of all this, we report earlier in the show on Deshaun Watson and what's coming out there. Like, regardless if that's true or not, look – Good for the guys that are here to play football. That's it. They don't have other agendas. They're here yeah. to do this as their career. They're here to make their families proud. They're here to make themselves proud. They're here to just have fun and play the damn game. And this well, just shows it. Point blank, like when you're when you're looking at draft pros- prospects, it's like yes, there are X's and O's, but don't forget about heart, like heart either. You know, yeah, this is important. So. And it really does show it, you know, for a young kid who is going in, we don't know his status within the draft right now. You know, he's definitely a first rounder in my opinion, but we'll see what happens on draft day, draft weekend, essentially Thursday to Saturday. But um, yeah, I just, you, you love that. You love to see it. And I was so happy, you know, to, to see that tweet come out. I think I tweeted like three or four different outlets, the same exact tweets. I just, I wanted to get the word. I just wanted to get the word out. I just kept like sending the message out because it's one of those things, you know, you love to see it. You truly, truly do. So I'm happy that that was your, get it off your chest because I just, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. 
Yeah, so mine deals with football too. Um, it's and it's, we spoke about it earlier about Joe Flacco signing with the Eagles. Um, it's just so odd, and I guess my get it off my chest kind of takes a couple of different angles. So a guy like Joe Flacco, he is a Super Bowl MVP, got the Super Bowl with the Ravens, gets that MVP trophy, and you know I just I. I wonder now, is this really what your life was meant to be, being the backup on the New York Jets and now the Philadelphia Eagles? Like, I just, and a lot of arguments, like I've heard, like I heard it today, too. Like, I listened to, like, Boomer Esiason on, in the morning, like, on my way home from Orange Theory, like, on the radio. And he was saying, because, like, Boomer was obviously in the NFL, and, like, he didn't, like, end his career where he started. And he was like, if you want to play, like, and you can play, like, you play. My right. counter to that is that Joe Flacco's not playing, though. And, like, yes, he did go in when Sam Darnold got hurt with the Jets. But if he truly loved, like, and wanted to play and was capable, he'd be a starter somewhere. He is a Super Bowl MVP who's now at the downward of his career, and he's backing up and going from team to team. And who's to say it does happen? But we're, we're at this point in the NFL where it's, it's so shady, and but you tell me, you can't see a guy like Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, obviously Drew Brees is retired. They're not backing up no, someone else. Sometimes, sometimes people's careers don't just, you know, shake out the same way as, as others. And for whatever we – like I said this to you before the show too. I'm like, you know, we didn't expect Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota to be backups – I mean, at least Joe Flacco got to be a starter, win a Super Bowl, and was a starter for a very long time before this new role of being a backup. But this Jameis is a weird. Jameis and Marcus got the shaft like pretty early yeah. on. So, but the shaft for it to come this late in the game is just so weird. I mean, even look at Philip Rivers. Did he go to another team? Yes, but he started, and he probably got a little bit of a hint at halfway through that season with the Colts. Hey, this might not be the glory for me next year. Maybe I should retire now. So Black goes on that level as some of those other guys. But at a, at a one point in time, he was though. Yeah. So that's us. So that's why it's just, it's so weird for me. And I know you've brought in, like this up in the past where we're seeing this dynamic shift with quarterbacks now. Like you just brought up Winston and Marcus Mariota. And we're looking at, you know, imagine being right now in the NFC East. Like obviously we have Daniel Jones. That's great. I'm happy. Washington, dumpster fire. They have no idea what's going on quarterback there. Dallas, Dak Prescott, of course, they just signed him, but it was such a question mark for so long. Imagine being a fan there. And then Philly, you move on from Carson Wentz. You have Jalen Hurts. You're now bringing in Joe Flacco, but there's still a question if they draft someone. So that question mark sucks. And, like, I know it's like I'm trying not to be biased here, but, like, we've brought this up many a times too. We had Eli Manning for 16 seasons. And you've brought this up. I don't think teams are going to see that anymore. It's such a – it's a weird dynamic shift that the NFL is taking. And that's why I said this get it off my chest was multiple parts because Joe Flacco going to the Eagles actually opens up this conversation of multiple things. Yeah. And it's just definitely a weird dynamic shift. I just, um, but I don't know, but it's, yeah, there's definitely a lot that goes into it. It's a weird, it's weird for me for him to go there. Um, and again, too, like, yeah, the argument, like if he can play, he can play. But if Joe Flacco can play, he should be a starter somewhere. He shouldn't be backing up Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah, I just, I just don't know if he's a starter. I think he, I, I think he can start. Right. I think you can't be your starter for 16 games in a season. I think if your guy, if your quarterback's hurt, like it was, or whatever with the Jets, like, and he can come in for a couple games, he could win you some games. Right. I don't think he could be your starter for 16 games. No. Yeah. And like, I'm not saying that he's a starter either, but yeah. I think if like that one argument is like, well, if he's going to play, if he can play, he can play. I agree with that, though. I agree with that. There's guys who love the game of football and it's hard for them to walk away. And if they still have the ability, even if it is a backup quarterback, yeah. I would still be playing as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, you, yeah. Happens. you never know. Maybe he'll get some uh, starts as, as for the Philly. You, you don't know. You never oh, know. God. 
who knows who knows i mean listen i <laughs> maybe some philly fans are excited about it it's not it's not a terrible backup to have i wouldn't yeah, be again if it's just a backup role like and it's mm -hmm. gonna be that way yeah. that's a phenomenal backup so it is good for it is good for philly I just think it opens up a lot of conversations and a lot of storylines in regards to the quarterback position in the NFL right now. And I think we are turning a different coin, like a, you know, a different way. And yes, it's we weird. are. Yes, we and are. And I can, it's stressful. And I'm very blessed that for 16 seasons, we weren't stressed. Um, and I hope that that's the future we have soon. But again, I, I couldn't, I wouldn't bet on it. Right. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's how it is nowadays. But anyways, thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. Wow, did we have some crazy stories that we, we had. did. The game was a lot of fun. And we've got things to look forward to this week. We have Real Housewives of New Jersey on tonight at 9 p.m. Season's been great so far. Really enjoying it. Um, Real Housewives of Atlanta on Sunday at 8. Real Housewives of Dallas on Tuesday at 9. And we have some exciting news. You thought we were done with all the breaking news. Uh, <laughs> but Roni, season 13, we officially have the premiere date. Everybody mark your calendars for May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Um, that's how we'll all remember it. Yes. Uh, and we also want to let you know that the trailer did drop yesterday. Uh, we do want you guys to go out and watch it because we are going to break it down and discuss it next week. So absolutely, like, do your homework, be prepared, watch it. It's like a two-minute trailer. Mm -hmm. and you're going to want to watch it anyways because it's going to be a wild season and yeah. we don't need to talk about it. And last but not least, NFL Draft, 36 days away. We're going to count it down oh. every week and we're just going to inch closer and closer. Ooh, ooh. So good night, everybody. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your week. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye. We have a lot to talk about on this episode. We have more free agency news, all of the craziness going on with the Deshaun Watson allegation, and two engagement stories from the housewife world. One is an actual engagement, and one engagement is ending. You don't want to miss this one. Fill up your wine glasses, people.